Hey, welcome back to the Fadi Show podcast. This is your host, uh, Fadi. How's everybody doing? We have an um, interesting, uh, interesting uh, topic for today's episode. Believe it or not, we have a topic going. We're gonna have some structure. First of all, I just wanna, I just wanna give a little disclaimer before we actually start. Um, I'm sick. I'm fucked up. My voice is fucked up. My throat is hurting. But we're still here. I'm still going to talk for two hours. One hour here and one hour for the Patreon. Shout out Patreon. If you haven't subscribed, you know, check out the Patreon. But I appreciate you watching the public episode. Either way, if you're watching this on YouTube, drop a like. It's a little depressing when the only like on my hour-long podcast episode is me. Uh, so I'd appreciate dropping a like if you enjoy the episode. If you don't like it, you know, you know, send me a bomb threat. If if you don't like, I don't know, <laughs> don't do that. Um, but hopefully, hopefully you like the episode. Uh, yeah, so I'm sipping some tea right now. <coughs> you guys are gonna be hearing. You gotta. You guys are gonna have to excuse the coughing. Um, but I'm gonna be coughing because my throat is actually in pain. But here we are still. Um, yeah, the topic for um for today's episode, just. Military coups, new military coup alert, new military coup just dropped, uh, this time, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't Russia this time, it wasn't the US this time, it was actually, um, a military coup going on, I think, uh, this night, it just dropped, literally, new military coup just dropped, last night, uh, Gabon, the country of Gabon uh, had a military coup, and uh, <coughs> it overthrew the current the current guy in charge, Ali Bongo. You know, he used to be a French colony. France has a lot of mining companies, and uh, I believe uh, the narrative is currently that France uh, has put that democracy, quote unquote, in place there in uh, Gabon because they have a lot of. Uh, mining companies french mining companies over there in the in the french in the previous french colonies you know just just puppet puppet governments under france they're just giving uh you know all its uh, natural resources to france in exchange for you know making the president very wealthy because the president is very wealthy the president of gabon he has a Apparently, 70 bank accounts, like 70 bank accounts, a lot of apartments, like 40 apartments, bunch of luxury cars. If I actually bring out the, let me bring out the motherfucking goddamn, the list. Okay. Uh, so the military coup in Gabon was caused by the facade of democracy. Gabon has been ruled by a father and son since they had democracy in that country. Um President Omar Bongo, the former president, had 70 bank accounts, 39 apartments, two Ferraris, six Mercedes-Benz cars, three Porsches, and a Bugatti in France, and ruled for 42 years from 1967 to 2009. His son, Ali Bongo, has been president since 2009. Gabon had a presidential election three days ago, and Ali Bongo still contested. He shut down the internet removed names of candidates from the ballot papers and stopped international observers and journalists from covering the elections. 
So uh, you can understand why the people of Gabon was a little upset about that. So they're like, you know what? We're just going to take matters into our own hands. You literally aren't even allowing us to vote properly. So, um, yeah, uh, that's going on. I feel like there's just more and more coups going on in the world. Like people are just like not not really uh, accepting the, 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 the fraudulence anymore. This is why I've always hated France, because it's like you, this, this, this little pussy ass country that really doesn't have any military capability. I mean, they do. They have like nuclear power, which is you wouldn't expect that from the French, but they do have some nu- nuclear missiles. Um, Yeah. But, you know, you fucking you pussies. Why the fuck are you guys meddling? You're not you're not America. You can't do that. <laughs> you don't have the means to do that. You know, just um taking advantage of um you know, the national resources of uh African countries and their uh colonies still exploiting them. So I'm glad I'm glad this happened. Because what are they going to do? They're not they're not America. Their interests, they can't really force their interests the way America can enforce their interests. Like, they can't aid, I don't know, uh, Ukraine the way that the U.S. has aided Ukraine and started a proxy war with Russia. France can't, you know, aid the president the same way. They have their own shit going on. And they, they're not that powerful. They're simply not. They cannot enforce their will the same way. So it's like, why are you guys even trying? You guys want to be America so bad. But see, now a coup started. And now and now you're about to lose access to all. Because they, they shut down all the mining operations since the coup. Um, so I guess Gabon just has, his, uh, you know, access to its own natural resources now. Because what are they? They have a whole military. Like what, what is a company, a mining company going to do against a military? You know? Unless France just starts sending troops to keep exploiting it. But on the international stage, that's going to look really bad for France. And I don't think uh, the UN is going to allow that. I don't think they can bank on, you know, being like, we have to deliver freedom to the people of Gabon from the vicious military. I don't think they can pull that card, you know. That's America's thing. That's America's rhetoric. I don't think they can we're the peace and freedom deliverers of the we're like the ups but with freedom that's the u.s france you gotta like pull another card if you if you're really trying to get back that i don't know what they got what kind of natural resources but i'm guessing like i don't know emeralds diamonds the french love diamonds fucking arrogant bastards fuck y'all need diamonds for Y'all got riots in the streets. What the fuck you need diamonds for? Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what France could really do. It's be like, we got to open up baguette paste, baguette shops. <laughs> we got to open up baguette shops in Gabon. We have to deliver freedom. The Gabonian people. I don't know if that's how you. But yeah, other than that. Other than that. You got... um. The head of another uh, military alliance. Um, what's his name? Prigozhin. Prigozhin. 
something like that. Yeah, he he his plane got shot down. His plane got shot down. Expected um, somewhere outside of uh, Moscow. Yeah, Poon just nerfed him. <laughs> he just got fucking nerfed. That didn't last at all. Just the head of uh, the Warner, the Warner Group, that um, that military. I don't know what they were. They were just a group of mercenaries that was just like, yeah, we don't fuck with this. So we're just going to just a bunch of dudes just getting together. It's kind of gay if you ask me. Just a bunch of dudes getting together and uh, not really standing for any specific country. They're just from all over. And they're like ex-prisoners and shit. Got released from prison. was like, actually, I like these guys. I'm going to keep hanging out with them. Oh, uh, we have military aid now. We have weapons. Let's go try to overthrow Russia. That's not going to happen. But yeah, the Warner Group just like uh, did a little, tried to, tried to do a little military coup um, in Russia. That shit did not last long at all. That shit lasted literally like 72 hours before they pulled back. They're like, we can't. We can't do that. <laughs> I think they shot like a Russian helicopter down at some point. And like, Prigozhin was like, I feel bad for, you know, the spilling of Russian blood. Well, you started a military coup against Russia. You thought that shit was just going to fly? Guess who's not flying? You. Because you tried. And your plane got shot down. And now you're dead. So, yeah, there's a lot of military coups going on. Uh, The world is a little uneasy right now. I don't know what's going on. I'm uneasy. I'm uneasy because uh, I'm sick. If I wasn't sick, I wouldn't be so uneasy. But yeah, I wonder if uh, I wonder if Sweden is gonna have something like this anytime soon. No, they won't. Though Sweden will never have a military coup. I just cannot see it happening. People are just very passive over here. People are not trying to die for no cause because um, I don't know. They don't. <laughs> they don't believe in anything. I don't think Swedish people really have any, like, strong beliefs. That's the thing. Um, Sweden is just, you know, just chilling. Oh, yeah, dude. Just, yeah. Fucking, we'll vote. And then it doesn't go their way in an election. They're like, oh, well, I'm just going to wait four years. And then nothing happens. Fucking, I, I just want, I want a military coup to happen in Sweden. I don't want to be part of it. I don't want to endorse. I don't want to incite any violence. But, you know, it will be exciting. It would be cool if we had a military coup in Sweden. Something fun happened for once. Something to talk about. Isn't that exciting? Your country having no structure or like any point of power and just have a bunch of oligarchs. That are just corrupt, stealing money from the country. Wouldn't that be way more exciting than everything just running smoothly? Yet here we are. You know, no military coups. Not even an attempt. We don't even have like a Warner group that's even trying to build a militia. No guerrilla warfare at all. I have this golf, golf club. I really want to use it. But I can't because nobody is, everyone's just being cool, 
calm and collected, which is bullshit. <laughs> Speaking of cool, calm, and collected, I was very cool, calm, and collected uh, last Thursday before I was sick. I think I just started getting sick last Thursday, though, when um, I did my uh, stand-up set of Thursday. I'm doing them pretty regularly now, pretty regularly, like damn every week, uh, which I'm really happy about. You know, the set went smooth. Uh, tried a lot of new bits, a lot of new jokes. So there was a bunch of things that I was like, you know, all right, we're working on this. Um, you know, one or two jokes that was, uh, you know, used previously. and did like an eight-minute set. Very comfortable with like an eight-minute set now. It used to be like five minutes, four or five minutes. But now it's like, you know, a solid eight minutes. And it's fun. It's fun. I love, uh, I love the dynamic with the audience i don't know what it is but i i get so nervous before a set well last last week in particular uh on thursday because i I don't think i had done it in like two weeks so i was like extra nervous because i hadn't done it in a minute and i got back like in in the club and i was just like so nervous because i was like i'm trying a bunch of new jokes i haven't done it in two weeks the audience is gonna hate me what the fuck is going on um, but I did it and, and it's so funny. This happens every time, every single time I'm super nervous right before they call my name, right before, um, the, um, the host calls my name. And then as soon as I walk, I make that walk towards the stage. And as soon as I hold the microphone in my hand, I just like, I calm down. I It's it's so strange. I cannot explain. Like, I'm super nervous. Like, little jittery right before. But as soon as I grab the microphone in my hand, all that goes away automatically. Like, literally, at on touch, as soon as I grab the microphone, immediately. It just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, it's really that instant. It's that instant. Um, I just calm down. I just calm down and I do my set and I I really, you know, most importantly, it's, I have fun. I have fun on stage. Even when jokes aren't landing, even when jokes aren't, you know, working, I kind of find it funny when jokes aren't working because it's like, okay, what do we do now? (laughs) And sometimes I like, I'll acknowledge, I'll definitely acknowledge when a joke doesn't work. Because it's so much weirder to not acknowledge it. Just to act like that just didn't happen. Like I just said that and everybody was quiet. It's so much fun to acknowledge it. And everyone's like, okay, we're on the same page. And that, you know, in itself gets a laugh. Because it's funny. It's like, oh, you guys didn't fuck with that. <laughs> you guys hate me. Um, yeah. I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun on Thursday. You know, but it's, you know, I can't believe this is my job. <laughs> Let me not go on a fucking rant about how much I love my job. Uh, meanwhile, whoever's listening to this is just working in a warehouse, just hating their job. They're like, fuck this guy, man. You don't have to tell me how much you love your job. Relax. I get it. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Um, and then I DJed after. I actually enjoy DJing. It's fun. I got to just enforce my music taste on everybody. <laughs> 
you know, when I DJ, I uh, definitely pick and choose because they have like this playlist to like pick songs from. But I definitely just <coughs> just bring my own music in, bring my own music in and just be like, oh, we're, this is what we're going to play. This is what we're going to play. So I like cater the whole thing, you know, and just vibe out to it. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I don't mind DJing. It's cool. Um, except for if like I'm really tired. Or if I have to, like, go. I wanted to leave early. Um, what was it? Uh, I believe. Yeah, on Thursday, I wanted to leave early. Because I was fucked up. <laughs> I just chugged, like, a tall glass of beer on stage. And <laughs> after that, uh, you know, I did. My, like, that's how I started my set. I chugged a tall glass of beer. Because it was, like, this dumb bit that I had in mind. That was, like... I don't even drink beer. I'm just using beer to buy myself a couple of seconds to remember the jokes, you know, in between the jokes. And then the joke was, I'm going to drink all of the beer right now and use up all my seconds. And then after, just go, fuck, I used up all my seconds. Stupid. But I did that. And for the rest of the show, I was just fucked up. I was just fucked up, but it went well anyway. Um, And it helped me. It helped me, definitely helped me relax on stage um but i was kind of relaxed right before i did that either way but it just made it more you know light and you know fun um but yeah I, after i chugged that um my friend the host while i'm on stage just brings me another glass of beer i was like oh fuck y'all about to fuck me up relax um but yeah they gave me uh they gave me another glass and i started sipping it and i was like oh fuck I'm getting fucked up right now. Um, so I stepped out. I was like, I'm going to leave early. Um, I stepped out, got some fresh air. And I was like, actually, I'm not going to leave early. I feel great. Right after I got some fresh air, I went back in there. And then I started DJing, just like vibing. Just put my hoodie on and just vibe. <laughs> All fucked up DJing <laughs> at the comedy club. That was so fun. Yeah, just talking to people. Um yeah, it's good vibes. It's real good vibes. Real good vibes. I love it. Um, oh man. Um, yeah, that's when I started feeling fucked up, though. Like sick. I think it was on that Thursday. I think I was like starting starting to feel fucked up, and then me drinking all that beer, and then going uh, going home. I was like. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I just needed to get some beer and just, you know, float a little bit and I'm good. And then the next day I woke up pretty sure I have like I had like some form of hangover. I'm never sure when I'm having a hangover because it's like, is this it or am I just feeling shitty? Because I felt this before without having to drink. Um, I'm just feeling slow. Um, but that was probably like a form of hangover. And right when I started getting sick, too. So when I stopped having a hangover. That's when me getting a cold actually started, you know? So I was like, oh, shit, all right. I'm I'm fucked up right now. I'm not just hungover. I'm actually sick. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been dealing with. Um, so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't work out on Sunday, cardio day. I did work out on Monday because I was like, okay, arms, that's fine. I can do arms. Um, but then yesterday I was supposed to have cardio and abs couldn't do. It. I'm like, I can't do cardio cause I cannot breathe. 
I cannot breathe properly. Um, some people say it's Corona. I call bullshit. Um, probably is. Who knows? I can breathe, but, you know, my throat is hurting. And, you know, just doing all that running and, you know, my throat is going to dry up. Like, just be fucking vocal cords turned to sandpaper. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I would have otherwise, but just going to cool it, let my body heal, and I'm back at it tomorrow. Hopefully, I'm good by tomorrow. I'll be so annoyed if I'm not good by tomorrow. But, yeah. Um, we had a good time. Had a good time. I want to have another comedian on the podcast. Uh, I think I talked about this in the last episode, um, but I didn't go on Tuesday because I was sick, so I wasn't able to coordinate anything with a comedian, so I didn't meet anybody. Um, yeah, my voice was way worse, by the way. I think it was on Monday. Oh, my God, I sounded like Batman's fucking grandfather. My voice was literally like this. I couldn't. I couldn't get it like a word out without talking like this. It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, I think. Uh, I think the ladies enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie. I think the ladies enjoyed the raspberry. I'm not enjoying. I'm dying over here. I'm like forcing air and sound and fucking vocals through my vocal cords. And my tea is cold too now. Now I'm having iced tea. But you know what? I love doing the podcast. I was like, man, is this a good excuse to not do a podcast episode? I'm like, no, there's no good excuse. I have to show up every time because I love doing it. And also consistency is important. So here we are. (coughs) Coughing into the microphone, into the public's ear. But, you know, we're having fun, though. I'm having fun. I'm a little tired. But, actually, this tiredness is actually helping me. It's making me very... I'm almost, like, delirious. So, like, anything can go. Anything can happen. Anything can be said. Even the (laughs) N-word. I'm just kidding. I just titled the last uh, previous episode of the podcast. Just Anne Frank said the N-word. Just because... Just to bring that up again. That shit was so funny. If you didn't watch the last episode, I just talked about how I made a skit about Anne Frank saying the N-word in her diary. And then people were like, oh, yeah, glad she burned. (laughs) Glad she got gas. I'm like, yo. First of all, that was a joke. Second of all, it's okay that an eight-year-old got gassed to death. People are sick. Because they meant it. I'll be fucking around. I'll be joking. They meant it. They're fucked up in the head. They're twisted. Uh, not us, though, because we're great people. <laughs> um, yeah. I hope everybody's enjoying um, this uh, this pain in my voice and the coughs and the into the microphone. I hope it uh, it's it's carrying you throughout your day. Um. Yeah, military coups and uh, stand-up sets. Fun things to, you know, worry about. I just saw this other thing trending. 
uh, about this little boy who had this patch, this little flag on his backpack about you know, some flag, some yellow flag with a rattlesnake on it that said, uh, don't tread on me. And then his school, just being somewhere in Colorado, that weird ass state, uh, his school was like, yeah, he cannot wear that flag because um, it's racist. And apparently the reason that it was called racist is because uh, the founding fathers used it. But the context of it was like, the context of using that flag, don't tread on me, like it has the text, don't tread on me under the rattlesnake. And I guess it was to, you know, deter the the Brits during the Revolutionary War about um, America's independence and whatnot. And the school was like, oh, yeah, it's a racist flag because uh, the founding fathers used it. Um, but we can't just make anything that the founding fathers used racist. And what about those wigs? What about those wigs that they used to wear? Well, nobody's supposed to wear those hilarious wigs anymore because the founding fathers used them. Or nobody's allowed to write with a feather pen. I mean, I'm not writing with a feather pen because it's, it's gay. But gay people should be allowed to write with a feather pen without being called racist. Were you calling all gay people racist now? You're weird. You're homophobic. So uh, you see how the you see how the tables can turn. <coughs> oh man. Um, yeah. So uh, his school was like, yeah, he cannot come to school. He's he cannot come to school with that flag. And then the mom showed up and was like, "What are you guys talking about?" It's about the Revolutionary War. <coughs> it's not racist. They're like, it's racist. This is not the Confederate flag. They're like, it's still racist. The Founding Fathers used it, so it's racist. Um, yeah. And then the school district of Colorado was like, no, he can return to school. Leave him alone. So they made a rational decision uh, at the end. From what I know, I, I didn't know about this flag until like, Literally like 45 minutes ago. And I just uh, learned about it. And uh, yeah, it seems uh, seems valid. It's cool. Just, leave, just let the fucking guy bear his flag. What's the problem? It's a little kid. He's like 12 years old. And he had like 40 fucking patches on his backpack. But then again, who the fuck is treading on him in Colorado? I mean, it's a it's a cool, you know, patch. I just I just want to know what kind of life experience he's speaking from. Just be like, don't tread on me. You're a twelve year old in Colorado. Nobody knows anything about you. You will never have an imperfect life. <laughs> um. Don't tread on him. He's a little blonde kid in Colorado. Guys, I'm getting really fucked up. The The way that I've been popping aspirins, just, oh my God. Three, three, like 1,500 milligrams. So 1. 1.5 grams of aspirins, of paracetamol in my system every six hours. Like clockwork. Every six hours, boom, three aspirins, boom, three aspirins, and a coffee. Coffee's right around, you know, wearing off right now. So that's probably why I'm feeling like fucked, even more fucked up. 
So you guys are seeing in real time. You guys are seeing the decline of my health on the podcast live. So, you know, let's go vibes. <sighs> yeah, I'm getting fucked up. I'm getting f- fucked the hell up. I will not tolerate pain. That's the thing. That's why I'm keeping. That's why I keep popping these aspirins. I will not tolerate pain. I cannot do it. I hate it. If I don't have to go through pain, I will not do it. I will not put myself through it. Like physical pain. Like not even physical. Like Because I'll, I'll go through physical pain when it comes to, you know, working out. You know. But... When it comes to being sick, I cannot, I have like my threshold for, and I used to be better at this because when I was a kid, I was like, no, I will not take aspirins because I don't know what kind of virtue, what kind of morals, what kind of standard I had, but I just refuse to do it. And it's not like a Xanax. They're not addictive. So I don't know why I was like so against, I was like, I'm just going to thug it out. Well, guess what? I don't want to thug it out no more. I'm done thugging it out. I just want to be good. <laughs> I don't want to fight battle. That's the thing. You grow because you don't have a lot of battles when you're a kid. So you're like, oh, one uphill. Got it. You grow up. You have 50 uphills. I was like, don't add another fucking battle. I don't need it. I, I need to be good so I can fight these other battles. I don't need to add another thing on my plate. I think that's why. So when you have a lot of shit going on, a lot of shit to think about, you're like, take it away. I have a lot of shit to worry about. Take this away so I can worry about the other shit. And I think that's why, you know, <clears throat> I think that's why, um, that's why, um, yeah, that I would I refuse to having to deal with any physical pain that i don't have to deal with take it away i'll I'll pop so many more aspirins like i'm right now i'm just counting down until i i can take more aspirins i need something stronger i need something way stronger than aspirins i need like xanax (laughs) i need zans and perks just opioids i just want to go out all out i've never had opioids but god damn it, do I want opioids. I want to see what the fuss is about. That's what it is, really. I don't want to get addicted to it. I want to get. I want to see what the fuss is about. Because I've never done any opioid. I've never done Zans. I've never done, well, I've had morphine. But I was in a hospital after surgery. Of course, I'm, they're going to give me morphine. But I was so fucked up after surgery that the morphine just made me feel less pain it didn't even it wasn't even fun because it was like i'm still feeling pain it's just not as severe i couldn't even enjoy it really all i could enjoy was that it wasn't hurting as much as it could have um hold on let me because when i was in new york it was this one point i was like fucking depressed (laughs) i was so depressed at one point i like it's fuck. I don't know what. I think it was like the first two months that I was there when I first moved. 
because I was like, what the fuck is going on? I just moved to a new place. I don't have any time to make content. Um, I'm in this cold house. There's no hot water. Um, I have to walk 30 minutes to school. There's no sidewalk. It's just in the woods. And I hate everything here. It's so lame. Um, that I was just like, I was just depressed. And I just didn't know anybody there. So it's like, okay, nobody to hang out with. I'm just isolated. And school is gay and it's lame. Um, work was fun. It was fun work uh, hanging out with people uh, from work. Because they're they were cool people. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that was that was all right. But I was so depressed. And at one point, I went to the school psychiatrist, I guess it would be. Um, and this was so funny. Because I went there, and I was just like, yeah, I just... Um, this was off of one meeting. I kid you guys not. I kid you guys not. This was off one meeting. It was like a, a very quick meeting. It was like a 30-minute thing. I just talked about, yeah, I'm like sad. I'm like there's nowhere. And I'm just feeling, feeling very like depressed. And, and I kid you not, the school psychiatrist, this is in New York. She was like, yeah, well, let's get you on Zoloft. Let's get you some Zolofts. Let's, get, let's put you on antidepressants now. Let's do it now. Let's do it quick. Let's do it in, and let's do a lot. Off of one meeting. She had known me for 30. What if I was lying? What if I was not telling? What if I was just wanted to get Zoloft? I don't even know if Zoloft is a, like, what What kind of antidepressant? Is Zoloft, um, let's see. Zoloft is Zerta, Zertra line. Uh, sold under the brand name Zoloft among us is an antidepressant with the selective is an antidepressant of the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor class. The f- efficacy of sertraline sertraline for depression is similar to that of antidepressants and the difference are mostly confined to side effects. Uh, okay, the effects of taking Zoloft vary from person to person, but generally people who take this medication report feeling calmer and less anxious. Then before they start taking it, they may also experience improved moods with fewer episodes of depression and anxiety. Um, so I don't know. Zoloft is meant to be taken long term. Um, so what's the side effects of Zoloft? Oh, common side effects of Zoloft. Diarrhea, dizziness, drowsiness, dyspepsia, fatigue. I don't even know what dyspepsia is. Dyspepsia. I don't know. So I'm being allergic to Pepsi maybe. Insomnia, loose stools. Well, I think that's included in diarrhea. Um, uh, nausea, tremor, headache, paresthesia, anorexia, decreased lib- libido. That's a bad one. Decreased libido. Fucking keep that shit away from me. Delayed ejaculation. Um, I like how they just 
just coming up with that side effect, like realizing that that's what it does. Somebody's coming in and like, yeah, I'm just, I'm taking hella long in the bedroom. Uh, ejaculation failure. God damn it. Xerostomia. Uh, do you still have feelings on Zoloft is a question. Hey, does Zoloft make you into a ghost? One of the widely reported side effects of SSRIs is blunting, where patients report feeling emotionally dull and no longer finding things as pleasurable as they used to. Between 50 and 60, or 40 and 60% of patients taking SSRIs are believed to experience this side effect. Yeah. Because uh, I think uh, at one point I, like, I took Adderall. Not regularly. I just, like, had, like, Adderall in three different occasions. Like, um, Yeah. And when I took them, I literally became a ghost. I was just so dull. I'm just standing there. I wasn't feeling sad necessarily, but I wasn't feeling excitement or happiness or anything. It was just like, what the fuck is the purpose of this? It's like, all right, okay, I can like focus, but for why? Why should I? There's no purpose to anything. This is all, we're all doomed. But I'm not sad about it. I was just like, it's just all pointless. That's what it felt like. It felt like it's all just pointless. Yeah, but even though it was feeling pointless, you weren't feeling sad about it feeling pointless. It was just like, oh, well, it is what it is. So fuck. That was depressing in itself. Even though you don't feel depressed in the moment, it was just depressing. Just coming out of it, you're like, what the fuck was that? To keep that shit away from me. And then I did it two more times <laughs> and i was like okay it's really not for me i just wanted to make sure the second time i got even more irritated and then the third time just solidified it was like all right clearly clearly this is i'm <laughs> i'm insisting on it now at this point <coughs> it's just not gonna do what i wanted to do it's okay i don't know why i took it i don't know there's no reason for me but we're good now. We're happy. We're not depressed, guys. Um, and uh, I have shrooms to thank. I'm just kidding. Um, maybe, maybe not. Shrooms are uh, shrooms are have shown to help people with PTSD and you know depression. Because apparently, it just like it just uh, rearranges your neural pathways for you to you know get out of old patterns this help people you know get out of addiction too you know help people get out of addictions because it's like it, it just shakes up uh like i said your neural pathways and different patterns that you're used to and it makes your it makes your brain open to new patterns i guess and then you can start you know not not being addicted to cigarettes or whatever i should yeah i think i had a dream about shrooms this night actually i was just dreaming that i took a cocktail of shrooms no i was like look i was looking for shrooms like mushrooms magic mushrooms i was looking for them and i think i found a bunch and I gave somebody, I forgot who, but I gave somebody a bunch of mushrooms. Like, oh, let's take them. I just found these mushrooms. Just straight out of the ground. Didn't even let them dry or anything. 
but yeah, uh, interesting, interesting substance that I n- I've never done for the record. I've just heard that it's very interesting. It's a public episode. I've only heard tales. I've only heard uh, the legends. You know, other than that, I don't know. But, you know, if you get an opportunity to uh, and your life is shit, you might benefit from it. Or you might not. I'm not a licensed physician. So um, you do what you need to do, but um, do your own research. Do your research. See how you feel. Get fucked up. And for the love of God, have somebody watching you. Have somebody watch you, please. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cool. Ah, uh, boy, am I tired? <sighs> Sorry for yawning in everybody's ear, but uh, please understand that I am fighting tooth and nail. <laughs> Tooth and nail and claw and all the whole shebang to just <coughs> make noise right now. That is that is the facts. But I like the episode so far. We've touched on a bunch of things. The political state of Gabon. Prigozhin, a warlord. Comedy. Sickness, health shrooms and then goddamn motherfucking what's it called uh antidepressants new york we've covered it all we always do this we've covered we cover it all every time we're so good at it guys great job great job on covering it all with me yeah i really i really want to get another comedian on the next episode you guys have any uh, suggestions for comedians? I'm just going to fly him out to my bedroom. No, this isn't what you think. I'm not going to fuck you. Relax. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to fuck you. It's a studio. <laughs> um, yeah. <coughs> Let me keep sipping this cold-ass tea. Yeah, we also had um, a segment of Fadi Googling things, Googling Zoloft, seeing what the vibe is around Zoloft. Um, yeah, what else is what else is going on in the world? <laughs> I like how I like how a military coup changing the whole political dynamics of a country was like a five-minute segment, and they're like, what else is going on? Like, we just cannot, like, that's that's just about how long that's worth on the podcast, just a five-minute, oh, didn't this happen? <laughs> hey, look what happened. Anyways, my tummy hurts. <laughs> um, No, but let's, let's look into it. Macron, French president, is uh is uh is trending francis macron is banned from visiting gabon after today's military coup yeah because 
They're assholes. The whole the whole bunch. The whole bunch. Fuck France. Just exploiting Africa for so long. And the French Indies. If that's what they're called. Right? Island. The island. The islands. French Indies. Yeah. Fuck them all. They just will not let those countries recover. And, you know, become rich off of their natural resources. They're just taking advantage of them. It's fucked up. It's fucked up because uh, there's a lot of countries that are like that. Getting exploited for their uh, natural resources. You got Gabon. You got a lot of African countries. You got Congo. Uh, Sierra Leone. For its diamonds. And then you got Middle Eastern countries getting exploited for, you know, natural resources. For oil and shit like that. But then on the other hand, it's like, I need a new iPhone. I also need cheap gas. I need cheap things. I need it. I'm sorry, Gabon. I'm sorry it happened, but we need, we need YSL something. We need luxury brands to stay afloat. Fuck luxury brands, man. I'll wear some of the cool stuff, but still fuck them. Still fuck them. Every day. Every day of the week, it's like, fuck them. Not even luxury brands. Just like the country's incessant need to increase their GDP. Only to spend that GDP on nonsense. Such as, oh, we need new military equipment. Why do we need new military equipment? So that we can, you know, fend off this country. Oh, what country is that? Oh, the country in the east. Oh, they're not messing with you though. No, but they will. Why will they mess with you? Because we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna poke at the bear. Why are you gonna do that? Because if we have a regime change in that country, we'll have even more. Why do you need more? To make a stronger military. Why do you need that? So that we can throw, overthrow the other government. That's even stronger than that one. It's like there's always an enemy that needs to be there, right? And it's like... That's what the U.S. is trying to do with Russia. They think that the Russian people is just going to turn on Putin. And then there's going to be a regime change. And then once you have a regime change that likes the U.S. It's going to give them you know, access to... I don't know what they think they're going to get access to. More natural resources, less competition. Um, decrease the threat of Russia. Um, make them a smaller player in geopolitics so that the U.S. can keep increasing its influence so that it can eventually overpower or overwhelm China so they can have total control of the world. So that there will be no more threats. Okay. How many people are going to die in this process? How many people are going to die for these ambitions? It's like, oh, but well, once we get to the point where we're just like this overruling power that just has this overwhelming rule over the entire world. 
that's when the war is going to stop. That's when it will be enough. Because by then, who's going to mess with us? Nobody. No more wars, right? Boy. Boy, are you wrong. Boy, are you wrong. Because guess what? Now you got barbarians at the door. Now you got barbarians at the door. Because that's what the Roman Empire was on. They had the entire world under rule, right? The whole entire known world, at least. But guess what? Barbarians still fucked them up. Because they were like, we actually don't like... We don't like that. We don't like that one bit. So either the U.S. is going to take over the world and then eventually people are going to be sick of the rule because, you know, every kingdom just just uh, degrades into, um, what's it called? Corruption. People are going to be sick of it. It's going to overthrow the giant government that, you know, they think is so robust. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Or the U.S. will fail to, you know, impose its influence. And uh, there's going to be a lot of ruckus within the borders. A lot of mayhem, a lot of chaos from lost wealth, lost influence. Lost jobs and lost lives. And then, you know, it's gonna be a revolution within the within the borders. It's gonna be a damn near civil war. So you have two options, United States. Leave now. <laughs> um Yeah. It's just uh it's just the twelfth dimensional chess being played I see it I see what's going on I can see into the future I'm living in the future so the present is my past my presence is a present kiss my ass bars Kanye bars stop playing with me I remember when I was in New York by the way this is funny because uh, I was in this improv class and I guess I don't know why, but we all got in a circle, and this is so weird. Like, doing arts in New York is the gayest shit ever, because every teacher is like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, whatever you thought of, it's amazing, it's great, I love that you did that, whatever, you can take a shit on stage and be like, wow, that was so powerful, so art school, any type of art done in New York is just gay and stupid. Um, and I was I was in this improv class, right? And God bless the teacher's heart, but God damn it, are they dumb? They just like congratulate and praise anything that one does, anything that one does. And I was just fucking around in this class because it was chill and it was fun. But you're not really learning anything. You're not. You're just doing shit. Really, what it is, it's just you getting more comfortable with being stupid. That's what improv class is. They're just going, hey, 
do just whatever comes to mind. Do the dumbest thing you can think of and we'll, we'll applaud it. So you really get confident in being an idiot in improv class. Uh, and the dumber the thing you come up with, the more, the louder the applause. So it's really just a pass to be an idiot. And um, yeah, it was just fucking around. But it was so funny to me because uh, at one point, um, everybody was standing in a circle. And I think it was like 20 people in this class. And one by one, they were just like going in and they were like freestyling. I don't know why they just started a fucking freestyling circle. And I was like, okay, I got some form. I got some bars for these motherfuckers. Yeah. So uh, I go, um, it's my turn again in a circle. And mind you, at this point, they just had like the lamest. <laughs> just guys trying to rap and it's fucking hilarious to me. It was like these lame like bars and these flow and it's so silly. It's so silly. But it's my turn to get in a circle. I get in a circle and I just drop, I think, the first verse of, um, what's the name of um, the song Gorgeous on on the Kanye West album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um, yeah, the song Gorgeous, like the first verse of that song. I go, I go penitentiary chances, the devil dances, and, event, and it's like all acapella, right? Because there's no music. And I just go, penitentiary chances, the devil dances, and eventually answers to the call of autumn, all them falling, for the love of balling. You caught with 30 rocks, the cop look like Alec Baldwin, inner century anthems, based off inner city tantrums, based off the way we was branded. Face it, Jerome, get more time than Brandon. And at the airport, they check all through my bag and tell me that it's random, but we stay with it. This week has been a bad massage. I need a happy ending and a new beginning and a new fitted. And some job opportunities is lucrative. This a real world, homie, school finished. They done stole your dreams, you don't know who did it. I treat the cash the way the government treats A's. I won't be satisfied till all my brothers get it. Get it? And I drop that shit on them. They were like, oh, oh, what the fuck? Not realizing I completely stole that fucking verse. It was so funny. It was like, oh, my God, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just like, whatever came to mind, I just said it. <laughs> and it's funny because every time I freestyle, I do that exact verse. And so far, I've never been caught. Like, I remember I was outside of the club one time in D.C. or Baltimore. And I start freestyling. At the same exact verse. Nobody is calling me out. Nobody's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Nobody did that. And I just like, I ran with it. I was like, oh, nobody's gonna. And then the thing is, I was waiting for somebody to call me out. I was like, it hilarious if they just like, hey, I know where that's from. I was waiting for them to, and nobody called me. I was like, wait, you guys don't know this? Oh, bet. Okay, I guess. I guess I'll take the credit. Yeah, I just dropped 16 on him. <laughs> like, how the fuck you do that? Oh, my God. Yeah, I never get caught. Never get caught doing that verse. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it and lying about freestyling. And I know all three verses of that, too. So if they really try me, I'm like, you want me to drop another 16? I can drop a different 16. It's fine. <laughs> and they just drop from the same song. Yeah. So yeah, for sure, for sure did that. 
got praised. They they, they looked at me like a god. <laughs> they looked at me like I knew the secrets to it all. Like I just knew the way of life. <coughs> I had no idea. I was depressed and they were trying to put me on Zoloft. But yeah, after after that meeting with the Zoloft stuff, I was like, I'm not going back to that psychiatrist. I don't think they know what they're doing. I think they're just trying to prescribe me Zoloft and that's it. Um, and maybe it works for some people. Maybe not. But I just, it was so foreign to me. Maybe because I was literally a foreigner. But it was so foreign to me to just like off of one meeting. I was like, oh yeah, we'll put you on. I was like, you guys are joking, right? <laughs> you guys are fucking around, right? Because that's such like a big decision um, that's made over here in this country, in Sweden, before they try to put you on any type of medication. Like you see a psychiatrist like a lot of times before any of that uh, happens. You're with a psychologist and they talk to you and whatnot. I used to go to a psychologist when I was a kid uh, for anxiety. I went like, I don't know, maybe two months before I was like, no. It's not doing it. Um, it's not doing it. But yeah, I used to be very anxious. And really what it was, it was just uh, me being scared of um, not becoming uh, successful. I was scared. I was like, what if I don't become successful? And uh, I would just freak out, just be in constant stress. I'd be like, oh my God, I need to, I need to make content. I need to make videos. I need to do shit. I need to do something. Uh, but after a while, I was like, this isn't, this isn't sustainable to just feel like this all the time. I don't even know if I felt that way. I was like, this isn't sustainable. I don't know what switched, but I got more, I had a more relaxed approach. And I think when I had a more relaxed approach, I could, it was kind of easier because it wasn't like creatively blocking me, um, to like constantly feeling stressed out. Um, so I think that actually helped just like having a relaxed approach towards what you like doing. So instead of like doing something for the fear of, you know, not achieving something instead, um, doing it for the love of doing it. So that switch up was, a was an important, important thing. Uh, because, uh, the biggest videos I've made and the most popular and the most that I've gained, the most successful I've been on social media is when I have um, been relaxed. So the proof is in the pudding. However, on that note, we're going to switch over to the Patreon. Guys, thank you so much for, la uh, for you know, watching. Uh, really appreciate you guys. Uh, check out the Patreon if you enjoyed it. Uh, we talk a lot more shit over there. I take the microphone off from the stand. And really speak my piece. And I take this fucking thing off too. On the Patreon. So it's like no filter. Unfiltered. Between me and the audience. Uh, quite literally. So yeah. We're going to switch over to the Patreon. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, see you guys next week. Okay. Thank you guys. Peace out.